You're listening to Talks from the Apostolic Johannite Church. Alright, so everyone, my name is Monsignor Scott Rosbeck, and I am giving a presentation on the Johannite Rosary. Um, the first thing that I wanted to put up, or a Johannite Rosary, I should say, it's not necessarily the, it's a. Pretty close. Um, the first question I have, and this is the reflection question which Joey was talking about earlier, is why pray the rosary? And I'm not going to answer that right at the moment. I'm just going to let that hang, and we'll see. I certainly can. When I start anything, I like to start with a prayer. And so I would like us to start with the prayer of St. John, which is down further on our screen. Can we all see that? It starts, Oh, blessed Christ. I probably can. How do I make it bigger? The, the up top where it says the 100%. 100%? Go more than that. Perfect. Yeah, it's... Well, you know what? I can, I can edit it. <laughs> it's awesome. a document, so I can edit it. All right, so if everyone would join me, we can all start. This, is, this formatting is meant to be the way the rosary is said, so you have a leader and then you have a response, but we'll just all say this one the first time. Well, blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. So, how many people have a Catholic background or have prayed the rosary in the past? All right, so we've got quite a few. I think just about everybody knows what the rosary is. I mean, it's a, a set of bead prayers, and bead prayers are, of course, common in every religious tradition. I don't think there's any organized religious tradition that doesn't have some sort of bead meditation. Um, so... I looked into the, the history of the rosary because I thought it was very much a Marian thing, and I thought it came at a specific time with a specific um, developer and had a specific purpose. And I found out it's not. It was actually a regional practice that spread, and it spread from France. And it spread very organically, and it happened based on the needs of the local communities. And as it spread, it changed character and changed character until it has settled into the version that the Catholic Church uses now. And one of the interesting phenomenons of the in independent sacramental movement is that everybody seems to make their own rosary. And I find that to be very interesting. And so I looked at the rosary, that the, the Gnostic rosary that comes out of the Ecclesia Gnostica, and I looked at several other versions of it that were floating around, and none of them really seemed to suit what we were doing. And so, as usually happens when I start a project, I had a feverish period of about two weeks where I researched stuff, and then I said, you know, we really need our own to communicate our own character and our own information. And so I was very big into the uh, section of the seminary where we talk about how we pray is what we believe. And the rosaries that I saw didn't reflect what we had in our principles. And so... I sat down and I found a bunch of prayers of St. John and I set out a whole bunch of different mysteries and I did all of this research work and then I stopped because I got distracted and did something else. 
and so it sat for probably six months. I had prayed it exactly one time. And then Tony came to me and said, hey, I'm doing this book. And when he did that, I brought it out. And at the same time, somebody else had asked me, do we have a practice that involves the rosary? Do we have our own rosary? And several people brought it out to me, and I was like, well, yeah, actually, I have this. Why don't give this a try, and let me see how you like it. And I passed it on to Tony and said, this is something that I've used a few times. How do you like it? How does it work? And people have seemed to find it to be useful. And so I picked it up again myself as a practice and started praying it fairly regularly. And what I found as I was working with it is that it's very structured and very a very good way for us to teach certain facets of information. And primarily facets of information that would come under the heading of rote. There are sometimes when you just there are things that are traditional that you need to know. One of the things is the, our Father. We use the Our Father in the Mass. So it's something we need to know. Um, but at the same time, this prayer right here reflects a lot of our monastic traditions like centering prayer and meditation and our focus on the Laetitio Divina and our focus on this idea that God is supposed to be a place where we go to be still. It is the, the, the place where we can rest. The trio at the cross prayer comes out of a esoteric order that's part of the church. And it's a modification of a practice in that. And it's very much the tie-in between the divine feminine, the divine masculine, the logos, the idea that there is John and Mary and Jesus and that these three individuals are very archetypal symbols of what we're trying to do and bring together. And so that's kind of how these prayers got chosen. Now this prayer of St. John is actually of St. John of the Cross. It's a part of a longer prayer that I haven't been able to find, um, but I've found little snippets of information that this prayer comes from a longer, a bigger place, and there's a more complete thought in it. But this is the part that gets thrown around <coughs> all the time. This is the part that seems to have caught people's imaginations. And I find it to be really, really, really helpful in getting through the day to start the day off with that. So one of the things Chris brought up is the, the complexity of the mysteries, the way they're laid out in the original document. Um, and the original mysteries are very elemental. So you've got earth, air, water, fire, and the uh, spiritual element. And for each decade of the rosary, the 10 beads, there's an element that's associated with it. And then for each bead on the decade, there's a meditative quality. This is actually Catholic practice to do that. So you have your mystery and then you have something at each bead that you're supposed to meditate on as you're saying the prayer. It is not taught often and it's very much an advanced practice. So it, it's one of those things that helps to keep the practice from becoming habitual, automatic, it, it gives you that extra layer so that you're continually delving deeper into the mystery of what you're practicing. 
So uh, one of the things Chris said is that he's kind of intimidated by it because it's so detailed. And I said, well, it's not supposed to be done that way throughout the door. You're supposed to start with a far greater overarching thing. The first thing you do is simply the prayers. And then you move into the mysteries, and then you move into the beads, whenever you feel you've gotten to that level of achievement, I guess. We, we always seem to do things in stages. Yes? Just to, there, I used to be part of the confraternity of the Rosary. Yes. And um, and it's a very Catholic resource, but the exact thing you're talking about, how each bead is specific to something. Mm -hmm. uh, Louis-Marie Gregon de Montfort wrote extensively on the Rosary. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he's my patron saint, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, uh, but he, in his book, The Secret of the Rosary, he actually breaks down each bead into, like, he calls them roses, you know, so you could actually get into a little bit more detail. Like I said, it's Catholic-minded, but you right. get the idea in that book of how each bead is significant in its own way. So, like I say, as you get more and more into it, it's, it's one of those practices that you can develop as deeply as you feel the need to. Uh, so, yes? So you, are you saying that you broke each bead down? Uh, in the uh, original document, yes, there's a way, for the first set of mysteries, there is a, an idea behind each bead as you go through it, and it's on the qualities of the elements. It's in the book. It's at the end. Oh, it's at the end? Yeah, of the document. Not the end of the book. Hmm? Are you talking about something you know? Yeah, Tony's book. The sexual oh, sacred okay. plan. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's oh, actually it's up a little bit, but in this document I could even show it. Uh, so the process of developing the mysteries is still ongoing because I wanted to have five sets of mysteries to go with the the decades and to kind of go with the flow of the church, and I wanted them to be to deal with different aspects of our church experience and the first aspect I wanted to deal with was the elemental and the personal because that's I mean we use the elements to represent personal development in a lot of ways and these are the areas of our soul that we work on and and it can be a very powerful tool and roadmap for working on your own personal development the next set that I wanted to do was the qualities of St. John and so over Lent I did a lot of meditating on that idea and these are the five ideas I came up with for the uh, idea of St. John. Oh, goodness. So, these... Yeah, bro. One of the beads did. Um, so the idea is that these are all qualities that St. John has. And these are all qualities that are, for the most part, paired up or come together very, very well. The beloved disciple is, of course, one of the words that we use for John all the time. And he was very close to the Savior, very close to the Logos in the stories. He was the one that rested his head upon the breast of our Lord and Savior at the Passover. And so, to me, for us, this idea of being the beloved <coughs> disciple transfers to us as Joanites and as human beings because we are beloved by the divine. And so that's something that we need to remember. And, and a lot of times that can be very hard for us to remember in our daily lives, especially when things are getting us down. So that's why I like that for the very first 
decade. The second decade is the apostle of fraternal love, which is a different category because that isn't outward. It's a giving. So in the beginning, we're receiving the love. In the second decade, giving the love. This is what we're called to do. We spread the love that we receive because love is multiplicative. Is that even a word? So we, we multiply it by giving it out. The more we give out, the more we receive. The more we receive, the more we give out. And that's the cycle. And that's the cycle that we want to initiate in our lives. We need to remember that we get the divine love, then we give out the fraternal love. The evangelist is the part that's near and dear to my heart, of course. St. John the evangelist is the one who spread the word. He wrote the gospel. He gathered a community. He had people around him. He talks about God and his ideas. And that's where it pairs with the theologian. He thinks about God. He thinks about the ideas so that when he's communicating those ideas, it's not wrote and it's not just this you have to believe there's a reasoning and there's a thought pattern behind it and there's a path that you go down in order to get to the point of what he's talking about so it's very much structured in his educational efforts and his communication efforts and then finally I have down patron as my final quality of St. John because St. John is the patron of our church and I view the rosary as a teaching tool within the church. And so by praying to St. John the Patron, we want to bring these qualities into ourselves, into our community, into our world, so that we are able to more effectively spread this message of love, that everyone we meet is love, and that we give that love freely. They're loved by God, they're loved by us. And we communicate it effectively, we have good reasoning behind it, and we have someone who is helping us, who is supporting us in this work. So it's a larger thought pattern that goes into the praying of the rosary. Now obviously, when you pray the rosary, when you're starting out, you're mostly trying to remember the prayers. And I spent, I, like I said, I did this over Lent, I picked it back up, and uh, the first seven days, I was reading off the paper. I had to read the prayers, and that was all I could concentrate on, was I need to know what the prayers are, because I hadn't practiced it. But as the practice went on, I got better and better. I didn't have to look at the paper so much. And then I could start focusing on, well, now that I'm saying the prayers, and I have the prayer in my heart, so that the prayer becomes almost automatic, what am I praying for? Why am I praying about this? And so that's when I came, started meditating on these ideas. I had these ideas before, and I, tried, I said them beforehand, but I couldn't really think about them while this was going on. But as I learned the prayers and had them in my heart and had them as a practice, I was able to concentrate on these ideas more and let more things flow in. Because a certain portion of my brain is working on the prayer and doing that. And so there's another portion of my brain that doesn't need to remember it anymore, but it's still working and it's open. And it's open to this idea that I have established at the beginning of the, of the decade. Now, one of the things that I've noticed about this is it's very fast. 
this is a very fast set of prayers. I grew up on the, the Hail Mary version. And that takes 45 minutes, I would think. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And you just keep going and going and going. And so this only takes about 25, which is kind of the standard that we've set for beginning meditations. I mean, a 20-minute centering prayer. So uh, what is a 200 hesychasm is kind of a 20-minute. 115. There you go. And that's kind of our beginning recommendation. And so this is a very good recommendation for that. It's very good if you're busy. If you're a busy person, you can usually find 20 minutes somewhere. It's a lunch hour to drive into work, something like that. Um, so I, I was very surprised that it actually went that quickly. Um, and so that brings me to the next stage, which will be our clarification. So I've, I've presented some material. I have questions that I'd like to ask before we get into the, the I actually, I would like to hear questions before we get into the, the practice itself, if anybody's got any. Yes? Um, have you done this in a group at all? Yes, I've done it in a group exactly once, and, and it went very well. The entire time, were you always the leader? I was, yes, uh, because I was the only one who'd ever done it. This time, I would be more than happy if somebody else wanted to be the leader. Well, for it. Something that we did so it didn't get boring in a group is that every other decade we would split. Okay. So the opening part would be the group, and then I would end it for the second and fourth decade. So oh, so you would be the ending part? I would be the ending part. Oh, interesting. We could certainly do that, yeah. the second and fourth. Yeah. Alright. And, I mean, I do the whole thing. Yeah. So. What have you thought of three, four, and five? I have them in <clears throat> like brainstorming form, but they're not ready to show anybody. I know that they're basically covering more Gnostic ideas is one of the broad topics. One is a more historical one, and it covers more of the Templars. And uh, the last one, I think, was the various Saints John that we work with. But that one has stalled a bit because I can't find a fifth that is agreeable. <laughs> now, are you? I'm sorry, I got that for you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, that just made me think. Are all your mysteries like not about scriptural events? None of them are about scriptural events. As okay, so thought. unlike the other rosary where you're meditating, because it, it, it's not it's not for people who are illiterate and can't read the Bible. You know right. the rosary. Right. Okay. This is to teach uh, things that we find important and to kind of reiterate them and put them in a prayerful attitude and, you know, put them in sort of a context as to why we think they're important. Because if you're sitting there meditating on them and praying about them, I think it works a different part of your brain than a lecture. It works a different part of your, your cognitive process. You engage your emotions more than you do with somebody just standing and talking or watching a video. It, it brings it home a little bit. I think you hit on something, though, without directly saying it coming out of the gate, mm -hmm. you know, easing into this. One of the things, it, it's great knowing somebody else was also a member of the confraternity of the Holy Rosary in, in the Catholic Church. One of the problems we often ran into is that the Catholic Rosary can be so inaccessible mm -hmm. to so many people, so intimidating. 
right. to somebody who's just getting into the practice. So having that more gentle beginning and developing an understanding versus just hitting somebody with it. I remember the rosary cards we gave out had so much information on them that it was it would spin your head trying to figure out what you were supposed to be doing. So this was beautiful. And and I think that in the world we tend to get overloaded with information. And this is the first time I've ever even heard that there was something more than male rearing a bar to it. Okay. So some of us kind of don't really see it. Right. It's definitely our own set of things. And as we were talking about in the education section, we need our own set of videos. We also need our own set of prayers and practices. And up to this point, we've very much been building off of and buying and borrowing things from other traditions. And the Catholic tradition's a big one, Eastern traditions are in there as well, the Eastern liturgical traditions. And obviously, the design of the rosary is borrowed. I mean, it's, it's a, set of a specific set of beads, and I did that deliberately because it's common. It's easy to find. You don't have to make it. The Catholics stole it from somebody else. And there's all kinds of chaplets out there, and there's all kinds of different arrangements of beads. So. Did you have any um, personal struggle with the fact that the rosary was used as like propaganda to kill the Cathars? No. Okay. I, I had no trouble with that at all. The reason I wanted it to be our own is so we didn't have that. So, I mean, this is our propaganda. I mean, this is our spreading of love. Do you have a rosary, Jonathan? I do. Good. Do you have one first? Welcome. <laughs> there's there's a value to 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 reclamation mm -hmm. to a certain because you know uh, uh, reclamation also involves transformation. You know if it was just something that you would you could just integrate whole and that's fine. Well, how meaningful is that going to be? But when you know when you when you have to weigh it once again one against the other when you when you reclaim it when you transform it you get a chance to get a chance to to chew on. Right. right, it's it's the uh, you struggle and you wrestle. Uh, you know, as Tony and I were talking about earlier. I mean, tell me enough. You know, uh, uh, tell me and I'll forget. Show me and I might remember. Involve me and I'll understand. And so, I think, you know, we have an individual, for example, um, the the parish at home in St. Joe's, who has difficulty with the hesychist practice because the the figure or the phrase Jesus Christ, Son of God, has become very very bland. And so, you know, he wanted to substitute or swap it out with Divine Beloved and, and you know for me no that's the exact time when you should be saying Jesus Christ Son of God you should be you know an, an, an obstacles the benefit of an obstacle is is not to go around it's to go through it and, and so it, it should be it should be seen as an, as an opportunity that's what practice is for right. right and after he's done after he's the thing that I always find with ritual practice and liturgical practice is you start out with the way it's written because it was written that way for a reason and so that's what you do first you you learn it backwards and forwards the way it's written the way it's communicated to you the way it's taught so that you have a standard once you get to the level of it's like the apprentice journeyman master once you get to the idea level of journeyman where you're like okay I understand I, I know the ritual and I understand it and I've been performing it you can start thinking about, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? How does this work together? 
And then at the master level, you sort of get to the point where you're like, well, maybe I could move this around a little bit here, move this around there. And at the same time, you've been in consultation with other people who have also gone through the stages you've gone through, and you understand why pieces are where they are and what they've done. And so, I mean, I've totally not done that with this. This was a brainstorm of mine, and I am now into the journeyman portion. I'm showing it to people and seeing how they like it and how it works and what we need to improve on it, where we need mysteries, what better communication we need to teach it. Um, that's why I say it's not the rosary of the church, it's a rosary of the church. Because we are still in a very developmental period as a whole. And hopefully we always will be. All right, shall we? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What makes us free is the gnosis of who we were, of what we have become, of where we were, of wherein we have been cast, of where to we speed, of where from we are redeemed, of what birth truly is, and of what rebirth truly is. First bead, be our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen. The next bead, the prayer of St. John of the Cross. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, Give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. The next bead, the trio of the cross. Mary, sorrowful and inviolate mother, John, evangelist and beloved disciple, Jesus, slain and risen again. Mary, John, Jesus, at the foot of the cross and upon the cross, we remember Christ on the cross. We remember the mourning of Mary. We remember John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. Bring us light. The first mystery, the qualities of St. John, the beloved disciple. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen. The Prayer of St. John. O blessed Christ, Give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. 
Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. The trio at the cross. Mary, sorrowful and inviolate mother, John, evangelist and beloved disciple, Jesus, slain and risen again, Mary, John, Jesus, at the foot of the cross and upon the cross. We remember Christ on the cross. We remember the morning of Mary. We remember John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. Bring us light. The second quality of, the, of John, the disciple, the apostle of fraternal love. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, Give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. 
Guide me, O Lord of justice, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. The trio at the cross. Mary, sorrowful and inviolate mother. John, evangelist and beloved disciple. Jesus, slain and risen again. Mary, John, Jesus, at the foot of the cross and upon the cross. We remember Christ on the cross. We remember the mourning of Mary. We remember John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. Bring us light. The third mystery of the qualities of the Apostle John, John the Evangelist. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever and unto the ages of ages. Amen. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. The trio at the cross. Mary, sorrowful and inviolate mother. John, evangelist and beloved disciple. Jesus, slain and risen again. Mary, John, Jesus, at the foot of the cross and upon the cross. We remember Christ on the cross. We remember the morning of Mary. We remember John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. 
bring us light. The fourth quality of the Apostle John, John the theologian. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever and unto the ages of ages. Amen. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, Give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. Trio at the cross. Mary, sorrowful and inviolate mother. John, evangelist and beloved disciple. Jesus, slain and risen again. Mary, John, Jesus, at the foot of the cross and upon the cross. We remember Christ on the cross. We remember the mourning of Mary. We remember the John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. Bring us light. The fifth mystery of the Apostle John, John the Patron. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. 
O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. O blessed Christ, give me stillness of soul in you. Let your mighty calmness reign in me. Guide me, O Lord of gentleness, Lord of peace. Hail, Holy Queen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Wisdom, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we sing, awakened children of Eve. To thee do we send up our hope for wholeness, compassion, and understanding. Hear your children, most gracious advocate, and send us sight to see. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy holy Logos. O clement, O loving, O holy Sophia, be with us, O holy Mother of God, and lead us back to our eternal home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not quite as long as I'd expect. I have thoughts on them too. Sure, I'm more than happy to discuss whatever we want now. We've got ten more minutes, so. I feel like praying the rosary, especially in the style that you proposed, with five different sets of like a spiral, ever deeper. And so I feel like this is almost exactly reversed from the way that I would think about it, whereas the more kind of intellectual stuff, in my opinion, would be first, and the more, you know, hippie, lovey stuff would be last. Well, it's definitely a way to look at it. sounds so secondary. For me, that's the more important of the... And so you would go from the the least to the greatest. Not least exactly, but I, I would go from intellectual to emotional. I, uh, well, that kind of sounds <coughs> elemental. Maybe if you start like with the air element sure, sure. and kind of go that's around, like that, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the way the that's true. The air, the the personal mysteries are written. True. Maybe that's why I thought. Maybe so. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But the thing that I really wanted to get across with it is that this is where you start. Because if you don't start here, none of this matters. 
You can do all of this stuff, but none of it matters if you're not loved. And that's the very first thing. If, if you stop here, I think you've succeeded in the goal of the Apostolic Jonah Church. You know that you are loved. And that's a part of our gnosis, is that you're loved. We would prefer that you grow and continue into these other things. But this is the essential. This is the start. This is the finish. That's, that's my thought process behind it. Yes? I, I know this is really short, so maybe this doesn't apply, but I do the longer one sometimes, like the, the, the other one, okay. the Catholic one. Right, okay. And um, I, and I'm, it's not a question really, it's just kind of comment. I like the fact that there's stopping and ending points. Like, I kind of do the whole rosary throughout the day, you know, so I don't do all of the mysteries at one time. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do one set of mysteries in the morning. Um, because I always find that there's a certain part when my mind kind of does its thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, in the background, and I, and I feel like I have to back up, you know, like, or whatever, and um, so I don't like to do that. So I just like to do one decade in the morning with some other prayers, and then maybe a little later I'll do the next decade, and then right. maybe later I'll do the next one. And, and I, I think that's an amazing practice. I think that's wonderful, and I've never thought of it. Well, I yeah, definitely think it could be done, for sure. You can kind of get this whole thing done in what, what was it, 15 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. yeah. Not very long. Um, and because there's going to be five, yeah. you know, so it, it, you can do it as short or as long as you want, as, as you feel comfortable. One of the things I've noticed with doing any rosary is that you have to say it out loud. Because in trying to do it just mentally, my brain just goes, Wee! and I'm done. <laughs> so I hope you caught that. You almost, almost uh, darn. Um, so the uh, that's what I found, especially on the plane. I was sitting on the plane, and I didn't want to disturb anybody. So I was trying to just have the beads and say it in my head, and I kept falling asleep. So when I started actually at least mouthing the words and getting that motion. I stayed awake because I was more engaged and, and the whole person is engaged. And that, of course, comes back to our Gnostic, hey, we try to engage everything, the, the high like the, the psychic, and the pneumatic. I have a question for your own personal mm-hmm. practice. I was taught, um, and I, can, I understand your, your tier system because I was kind of taught that too, mm-hmm. but I was taught that once you got the prayers down, you forgot them in the sense of like they're just words and they're only to kind of um, be used to keep your mind from wondering as you're meditating on other things. Is that how you find it to be? Or, and it especially works when you're doing scriptural scenery because I can just sit there and imagine, you know, the yeah. crucifixion. And the just, crucifixion. Yeah, and those kind of things. So. And yes, I think that there is a level of that and I think that's a valuable way to approach it is to eventually make it so that your prayer comes from the heart so that you don't need to intellectually remember the words. And what they call it sometimes is the habit or the rote learning, so that you just have it there. It's, it's ingrained in your neural pathways, and you don't have to really consider it. Um, I think there's value to that. But at the same time, I think the words themselves are important. And that's one of the reasons that I don't do the Marian rosary with the Hail Mary in it. 
because I have some disagreements with the known at the R of our death and intercede for me and, and do all this kind of thing. I said you some alternatives. Hmm? I said you some alternatives. Yeah. But I, I definitely, I am very fond of the sentiment that is expressed in the prayer of St. John, the stillness. And so that's why I put it there. And like I say, this is a rosary. And when I originally did it, it was primarily for my own use, and I have now spread it around. But like you say, at a certain point, these should become very ingrained so that you don't necessarily have to think about it. You don't have to have the, the notes, the cliff notes. Uh, and I'm almost there with this, but I do notice that when I start actually trying to focus on the mysteries, I stumble over, guide me, and I don't know why. That's an interesting observation of my own psyche, is I get to that guide me point, point and I always stumble over it. I find I also have trouble guiding Scott. Most people do. <laughs> Uh, one of the other things that's very odd for me about this practice is that as I get going that prayer, for some reason Christ appears as Ganesh occasionally. So I have this elephant-headed Christ with the Sacred Heart. You should mention that. I want to talk a little bit about the Ganesh in my presentation. Oh, yeah? The official theme for my playlist. Oh, yeah. Opening the way? <laughs> or a way? I was going to say, another thing that, uh, you know, is, um, you know, an option for inclusion with doing the doing the practice. I mean, it's good to it's good to get as many tangible and uh, tactile elements in when when you when you pray. Like you know, like Scott said, it shouldn't just be a, a, a mental thing. I mean, um, you know, icons that depict the foot of the cross, uh, you know, are are easy to find. You know, icons that depict the, the you know the resurrection of the tomb. Those those kind of things. So, I mean, engaging your hands, engaging your mind, you know, engaging your speech, and you know, and even uh, 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 sight at the same time is, is a good thing in terms of, you know, things to prevent it from just becoming words. And this particular prayer, the trio at the cross, has always been very Trinitarian for me. It's always been very triangular, um, especially for the bottom part where we remember Christ on the cross, we remember the morning of Mary. We remember John and the daughters of Jerusalem. We remember Christ risen. So it makes a triangular sign. And being esoteric, I like shapes. So signs are good. <laughs> One like, day we're going to have, you know, AJC Sesame Street. It's going to involve yeah. shapes and songs. Yeah. Here's a triangle. Look at the crucifixion. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Ganesh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have. Uh, if there's more questions, I'm more than happy for them. But I, I'm you. happy to share this with all of you, and I hope that you find it useful. Thank you. I think we might have a miracle here, Tom. <laughs>